I'm Suniti Sridhar, and you're listening to Brief Conversations, where legal experts from all industries offer insight into relevant legal topics. To access more comprehensive coverage of today's legal issues, including landmark court decisions and expert commentary on new laws and regulations, subscribe to The Daily Journal at dailyjournal.com. One of the most prevalent and significant labor law claims that California employers face are meal and rest break violations. Navigating these claims can be challenging, and employers who don't stay updated on California's meal and rest break laws can risk facing consequences for noncompliance. Today, we are joined by Jasmina Aragon, as Associate Attorney with Dykema in Los Angeles, who will speak more about effectively managing these types of claims. Welcome, Jasmina. It's great to have you here with us. Thank you for having me. So in California, employees must receive a meal break of at least 30 minutes for every five hours of work, unless the workday is less than six hours, and both the employer and the employee agree to waive the meal break. For workdays exceeding 10 hours, a second 30-minute meal break must be provided, and employers are also entitled to a paid rest break of at least 10 minutes for every four hours of work. So considering that salaried employees typically don't log their hours in contrast to hourly employees, do you find that it's more common to find meal and rest break violations among hourly employees or within salaried positions? Yes. So generally, you're going to have a lot of or when meal and rest break issues arise, it's going to be with hourly employees. And I think it's important to understand that in California, generally speaking, we have two groups of types of employees, exempt and non-exempt employees. So non-exempt is what you think of when you think of hourly and exempt are your salaried employees. Right. And for the purposes of our conversation, when I say salaried and non-exempt, I'm using them interchangeably. And so in California, if you happen to misclassify an employee as a salaried employee when that employee should have been exempt, then you're going to face those meal and rest break issues there. So if you have an employee that, you know, for some reason you're not meeting the minimum salary threshold or their duties are not enough to warrant that salaried position uh, or title, um, then, you know, you're going to face issues. There's going to be meal break violations, rest break violations, and then a slew of other ones that apply, such as, you know, inaccurate wage statements, overtime issues. So you can see it at, on both in both situations, but primarily, right, we're, we're dealing with non-exempt hourly workers. So on one hand, there are concerns about the impact on employee flexibility or, for example, operational challenges for the employers when it comes to filing meal and rest break claims. However, those in favors of these type of violation claims emphasize the importance of protecting workers' rights and ensuring fair working conditions. So what are some potential solutions or approaches that can address these concerns raised by those opposing labor law violation claims while still maintaining worker protections and fair working conditions? Do you think there's room for compromise in this area? I think there is, but I also think that the code has built in some flexibility within itself. Like you mentioned at the top of this, uh, you know, our our conversation, you mentioned this meal break waiver, right? So the code allows employees and employers to almost collaborate in certain situations and say, look, if you don't want to have 30 minutes unpaid because you're working less than six hours, then that's fine. So long as we have this signed meal meal break waiver, right? You want to always ensure that it's something that's documented and signed. I don't think that the code is so draconian that it impedes, you know, the employers from operating in the state of California. I think it's for the benefit of both employer and employee alike. So the burden of proof rests with the employee to demonstrate that the employer failed to provide these mandated meal and rest breaks. 
So how does one go about proving these labor law violations? Are they are these claims difficult to win? Well, I think that, and I'm going to give you a lawyer answer. It depends, right? It depends on the situation. Uh, but let's let's look at, for example, meal periods, right? So if an employer does have has no timekeeping records, there's going to be be a presumption that this employer failed to provide that employee with code compliant meal breaks. Just off the bat, there's that presumption and that hurdle that the employer is going to have to overcome. So I think that in a situation where the employee is really not doing a good job of of having those accurate timekeeping records, that's gonna be almost an easy win for the employee because ultimately it's a he said, she said claim in, a Calif- in California, which is very employee friendly. And you know, it's it's gonna really, the trier fact is going to make that determination based on who they believe. Um, and like I said, it's Cali- California is employee friendly. So in, in one of those situations, the employee has, um, has a leg up, if, if you know per, per se. So um, I think timekeeping records are really important. So for employers, you know, on the other side of that token, you want to make sure that you have accurate timekeeping records because ultimately it's the employer's duties and obligations to ensure accurate timekeeping records. You can't just rely on the employee to make sure that these things are being done accurately. You have to have some oversight and a process and procedure in place to make sure that that is working effectively. Thank you so much for your time, Jasmine. It was a pleasure being in conversation with you. That wraps up today's episode of Brief Conversations. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and found it to be insightful. We'll see you tomorrow for another episode as we continue our daily conversations with top legal minds, bringing you insights and analysis to keep you informed and up to date. Remember to visit dailyjournal.com to become a subscriber and never miss out on the latest legal news and resources.